Hey everyone, and welcome to Zero Distortion. Alright, we got Cryptodira, the angel of history. It's out. It feels like it's been forever since I first started talking about it. But yeah, it's here. So, I haven't listened to it a whole lot of times. I think I've listened to it a few times, like two and a half or three times. But it's it's really good. It's really good. For those out there that don't know, haven't kept up with my other episodes on Cryptodira so far, they are a progressive death metal, kind of a post-death metal at times, band out of, I believe, New York. I think this is their second full-length album. This is the second that I know of. Definitely go back and check out those older episodes on Cryptodira if you haven't yet. Yeah, I don't have a runtime for this album, but yeah, they definitely delivered. I'm actually a little bit surprised at it. I, I mean, not to say I didn't expect them to be, I didn't expect the rest of the album to be really freaking good. I just didn't expect it to be as, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. But either way, uh, yeah, let's, let's dive into this one. All right. Let's get this bad boy going. So starting off, we have Self-Effect Efface. First, let's talk about that title. Self, uh, okay, so effect as in affect, as in spelled with an A, and efface, which means, I believe, to erase a mark from a surface or make oneself appear insignificant or inconspicuous. It's an interesting way to look at it. I know this isn't an analysis. I didn't really do much digging there. I just kind of took a nice, nice Googling real quick to see what that was because I, I don't know. I don't recognize that word. Anyways, starts off very horror movie-esque with some really creepy sound effects. And then these pounding drums come in and there are some screams that follow in a certain cadence. And it starts off really, really strong. It comes off really heavy to begin with. And there are some higher screams here that sound a lot like Justin from Tala, which threw me off. But I'm, after kind of watching some videos, some of their music videos, I think I've, I mean, I've realized that I think they, at least two of the members sing. I haven't, I still haven't like researched this band as much as I should by this time, but yeah, that is, it seems like I think all four of them play instruments, but a couple of them, maybe three of them sing. It, it might be kind of like Mastodon where, well, yeah, well, the, Mastodon was a gradual thing because like the first album, I think it was just Brent and Troy and they were both screaming, then by the second album it was still both of them screaming and i think there was a little bit of singing from one of them no most i don't remember it was kind of even then still i think and then blood mountain you had i think that's where braun first starts singing maybe and then you know brent starts singing as well too and then you know now it's just crazy. Like I'm, I'm still waiting for Bill to step in. Anyways, let's let's keep talking about this this brand new music, new Mastodon, hopefully coming next year. But 
that's not this. This chorus is really quite upbeat, and it has uh, full clean vocals, which doesn't surprise me at all. It's almost, almost, almost in that metalcore kind of style, you know, that heavy verse, clean chorus kind of formula. Then the next part is quite chaotic, akin to the band that shall not be named. <laughs> it, it really does remind me of Silent Circus or Alaska era between the buried and me. All the hard marks are there. And then the song ends on a very nice run of clean chords. It's hard for me to it's hard for me to like really go into the riffs at all. One, because it's just a review and I'm trying to just give thoughts as opposed to like break it down and be like this happens, this happens, this happens. But also <laughs> the riffs are the riffs are pretty chaotic. Like they do they do kind of stick with stuff, but they don't stick with anything for any certain amount of time. As soon as you get used to a riff, they've kind of already started to trans trans uh they've already started to transition to the next thing. And so next we've got Dante's inspiration. Don't know whether that's talking about Dante from uh, Dante's Inferno. I'm guessing that that's that's the popular choice. My pop filter wasn't in there. Hopefully I haven't had any uh, crazy plosives or anything. Start off with some symbols here before the expected craziness takes place. And honestly, they really do do an awesome job of creating chaotic music. It's not just chaos for chaos sake. It's like, not that it feels like it's all leading towards something. It just, it feels more like it's all, mm, like it's all for a reason. Like it's not just crazy wildness and just notes strung out. It's just, it's, it, it, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. And I don't know how else to explain that. They also utilize breaks very well. It's amazing how just like a small 5 to 15 second break here and there between salvos of madness can help break down the music a bit and make it make a more chaotic piece more digestible. And this one, this is a lot faster and more furious than the last. And it goes by pretty quick. Ends abruptly as well. It's only like 3 minutes long. It's under 4. But overall, it's 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 a pretty good it's a pretty good song. We're still off to a good start here. So next is uh, the ontology of pain. This one starts off heavy as well, but it has a very early break uh, before you know again beating you up. And this is the first time I really noticed the bass. There's lots of great bass work happening in the beginning, and then there is a cool chorus section. That I believe is a reprise of the early break. And then around three minutes in, you get a proper shift to like this melancholy riff in like three, four, and it's it's really good. It's, it just sounds so sad and forlorn. And then this is broken up with distortion coming back to play the same exact riff. Now, I like this one a little bit less than the last two. I will say that it's still great at this point. 
it's just not as great as the last two were. But, I mean, we continue. Up next, we've got The Blame for Being Alive. <sighs> Again, we're starting off with the symbols. They kind of, a lot of their songs seem here seem to start off with symbols. Uh, this time, it's very light. And then there's kind of this very chill, jazzy feel here. It's a very gentle, kind of light segment in contrast to what is surely to come. And it starts off sounding like it's in a 3-4. You know, clean, clean vocals, very light drums. It's, it's really chill. And then almost two minutes in, you get furious distortion and pounding drums, dissonant chords, screams. It's almost a thrashy feel to the riff, at least, at least part of it. It's fun to listen to something off kilter like this. You can kind of listen to the flow from riff to riff. Kind of like how they go from place to place. It's interesting to hear how that happens as opposed to just, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to hear how that, how the riffs just go from one to the next to the next, as opposed to just like if it was a riff and then just a straight tear into another riff that that would be jarring. And I don't think I would like that. Now, if you could do that in a way that works, I can't think of any bands that do things like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of those really crazy bands like, you know, like your Frontiers, Car Bomb, bands like that, that are just chaos, like true chaos. Like they are worse than uh, Between the Buried and Me when it comes to chaos. Like they are worse than that level of chaos. They are absolutely nuts. They are chaotic evil, if you will, <laughs> musically in the, on the, on the metal alignment chart. Anyways, so we, we've got some female vocals coming in about halfway through the song, followed by some more clean vocals. And that's, that's pretty interesting. I wish they'd used them a little bit more. Something else I listened to recently was the Lucid Planet too, had some uh, female vocals just out of nowhere. I feel like there was one other one I listened to recently. Anyways, seems to be a pretty healthy balance between conventional song structure and the weird stuff. Which, which is good, because you can't, well, I would say you can't just stick with the crazy, wild structures for songs. But meanwhile, I mean, I see bands out there do it all the freaking time, and it works fantastic for their albums. But, I, me personally, I think at this stage of my life, I kind of like a good mix between a conventional verse-chorus-verse-chorus-bridge and something a little bit different, like... Every once in a while, I want to hear a first chorus, first chorus kind of song, you know, like, I guess maybe the next one is, I, I didn't keep up with the structure of a tendency to fall that well, but either way, this, this song, this song's pretty good. Uh, near the end, you get almost an acoustic interlude. It's almost like the song ends and then you got like an, a minute of an interlude before you get into the next track. It's pretty cool. So now we get to the singles. First up, we have A Tendency to Fall. Yeah, not much has changed with my prior views on the song. I'm still a huge fan of the beginning with the dissonance and the clean vocals together. 
I appreciate I I appreciate I appreciate that it's actually a shorter, less chaotic song. Like I said, it helps to break up the rest of the album a bit, and also keeping that balance I spoke of between conventional and non-conventional. And once you get to the end of the song, the riffs aside from the chorus, like I love the chorus riff and the whole chorus of this song, like they could have done. They, I feel like they did at the very end of the song. They did they did the chorus once and then a, a half a time, and I I honestly could have gone for you know two full times and then a half to finish off, because it's just so good. I would get tired of it quicker, but I would I would like it more. But it, it's it's hard to explain without saying that Ugh, I'm tired of this riff, but like. By the end of the song, the riffs from the song have kind of run their course. So you're ready for it to end right when it does. I don't I don't know how to explain that without it sounding like I'm saying that I don't really care for the riffs. I, I do while I'm listening to the song, but by the time it gets to the end, it's like, okay, this feels good. This feels like the right time to end the song. And it, it really is it's it's good it's it's weird it's weird i don't know how else to explain it because it sounds like i'm criticizing it i don't want to harp on it for too long it's just you know it's not it's not a bad thing it's just it's just that articulate the right way to uh to put it i don't know it's like when it's i don't i don't know how to explain it it's just when a song ends at the right time where it's like you feel like if they had kept going with it they would have jumped the shark but they didn't so it feels right so every time you listen to it, it it's not like oh it's like i it's like okay i'm ready to hear this again and then when it's over you're like good it's over now we move on to new new things it, it feels good it feels like they dialed that in really well there and now we have what can't be taken back just talked about this one i think last week uh in retrospect feels like it's not as chaotic as the rest of the album you know when i first heard tendency to fall it was like okay this is pretty good it's not crazy it's not it doesn't remind me that much of you know crazier bands on the spectrum what can't be taken back i was like oh yeah there it is but when i heard like self self uh self effect effus Dante's inspiration, the blame for being alive. I was like, okay, that's that's what <laughs> that's what people are talking about. Goodness, okay, it's still awesome. But there is far crazier stuff on this album, like the songs I just named. Um, it's not quite designed to be a single. It feels, but it's more of a single than all but the previous song. It's it's weird. It feels like it feels like if they wanted to release another single on this album, it would have to be this one. It's like a tendency to fall almost feels like it was designed to be, you know, a succinct little single. There's really nothing else like that on this album, but this is about as close as it gets. <laughs> I guess it's kind of hard to do that with a lot of metal. But anyways, yeah, I still really enjoy this one. I found other songs now. I enjoy a lot more than it, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's still a great song. It's a great album. So, The White Mass Speaks is next. I had a feeling I was going to really like this song just by the title. I don't know why. 
So it starts off with kind of an offbeat sounding clean riff and clean vocals. I don't know how to explain it. It just, it, it sounds like a stumbling, bumbling kind of riff. It almost feels like there, are mis there were mistakes being made, but it sounded right and they kept it. I know that's not the case. Like that's what it, that's just what it sounds like. Um, but that quickly bleeds away for undoubtedly one of the heaviest riffs on this album. I, I mean, probably, it might be the heaviest riff on the album. I mean, there's been some heavy moments throughout, but this is, this is nuts. Um, and then they have an, they have an interesting style of understated jazz woven into some of their songs. And it's not overly done or crazy. It's like an understated kind of like, like smoky coffee shop jazz that you don't expect when you think of jazz and metal you think of it being like just you think of it being just so think of it being such a big overarching theme that you know it it kind of can take over it's like think about um uh what is it a decade of statues by between the buried and me that little jazzy break it's it's like just it's it's just like oh my god wow but here you know if you're not really thinking about it or anything you might not think of it as sounding like jazz you might just think of it as a part of the song they also do really well with their chorus and chorus like sections <laughs> they they always make they always seem to make them really sore and carry a weight to them and there there may be quite a few breaks in the heaviness but the clean vocals are really on display here. They totally bring the song home and make the end feel like something, since this is the penultimate song. It's it's weird, because most of the other songs have had a lot of heavy, or not heavy, but a lot of harsh vocals, and this is the first one to have, I, th I think the first one to have more, or at least the first one to feel like it has more clean vocals, for sure. And now we go to the last song, Something Other Than Sacrifice. You get a really weird, strange beat that starts off here with more clean vocals. It doesn't totally feel like a closing track at first. After about a minute, it starts to sink in. It starts to really pick up. The insanity and heaviness is back. And here's the thing. It was gone long enough to kind of be missed it's like that last song it took you away from what was there and what can't be taken back um for the first half and then a tendency to fall was a little bit more low-key than the rest of the album before it though it does have screams and craziness so you've kind of had those two tracks where it was a little bit where the harsh vocals and the heaviness was a little bit more under, understated and they were a little bit calmer in comparison then you get the white mass speaks which kind of plays more to the clean vocal style and now you have the harsh vocals coming back after you know it feels like forever and i'm not sure if that was the intent but good on them because it happened and it's to a great effect like I noticed it 
I, I usually don't notice things like that. I mean, I might from now on, but I, I never would have thought of that uh, before this time. So there are like numerous mini courses between the fifth of heaviness throughout the first couple of minutes that kind of keep the mood at a high plateau. It's like it it seems to have like a few like kind of peaks and valleys, but it's nothing super drastic. But it just it just it's it just leaves you super high. It's it's so it's so energetic and it really does have that 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 feeling of like finality that I look for in a, a closing track for an album. And then about halfway in, we slow down with a clean solo. I think that's the first solo on the album. I would have mentioned it before. And clean vocals. Uh, and the riff here kind of sways as as if it's in the wind. And then we get the build. There's only clean guitar playing. And then the drums slowly start to start to come in. Before a huge explosion of energy. Heavy riffs come in. And they continue on until they just drop out before the guitar screams back in to finish things off with a with a huge bang. Like, wow. I did not expect them to end the album in that way. <laughs> wow. Like <laughs> good 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 job guys. That's that's fantastic. It kind of makes me think of the band that should not be named because they have they have some of the best closing tracks ever not up for debate i refuse to argue with anyone about it i mean come on especially after alaska like their closing tracks are just dumb bonkers i mean come on what do i have to say white walls swim to the moon silent flight parliament the grid and then what's there's two it's basically a two-part outro um option 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 oblivion and life in velvet i think that's what it is let's be unprofessional pop open my phone music player between the buried and me coma ecliptic yeah, Option Oblivion and Life in Velvet, which actually may be one of the better ones, which is shocking to me because I like, well, I like most. Anyways, we're not talking about be Between the Buried and Me. We're not getting into the closing songs right now. We're finishing off here because we're talking about Cryptodira. Overall, this is a really good record. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm definitely going to be listening to it more in the future. I... I I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it even more as time goes on, but I, I enjoyed it a lot on my last listen. Uh, I'm going to have to pick it up off Bandcamp so I can listen to it with my phone screen off and, you know, download it and, and not only be able to listen to it like a couple of times because Bandcamp will stop me here soon from actually they already have stopped me from listening to a tendency to fall and what can't be taken back because i listened to them for the singles so i had to listen to those again on youtube but yeah overall this is a this is a great album i definitely recommend it like two thumbs up it's a great album i gotta spend some more time with it because i feel like this this could be like a really 
this could be a really big album for this year for me. It could be. I, I don't know. I really haven't had a lot of big ones from this year. But, you know, it, it, it's been a crazy year. I think you know. Um, so as far as standouts go, a self-effect, a phase, a tendency to fall, the white mask speaks, and something other than sacrifice. Like, that's that's just a hellified closing track. I loved it. And as far as not really into it, I mean, nothing. Nothing really. There's no song on this album that I don't like. There's songs I dislike. I heard songs I like less than the others, but there's nothing I dislike. Straight, plain and simple. This album is awesome. And you should definitely go and purchase it. For sure. I'm going to when, when I can. But yeah, that's The Angel of History. Alright guys, that's that's gonna do it for this one. Got quite a few things came up in the queue here. Lots of like singles that bands have come out with. I don't know whether they're, they're well, two of them, two of the things I'm covering here uh soon are gonna are singles. I don't know if they're COVID singles or if they're gonna be like before a new album. I have no idea. But yeah. As I'm going to do some rapid fire recording and try to get some stuff kind of uh, set up and queued up for this upcoming time. Things are things are hopefully going to be changing for me here a little bit for the better. But anyways, if you enjoy Zero Distortion, you can pledge to my Patreon at patreon.com slash x3r zero distortion. You can support by clicking the support button on my anchor profile and you can follow me at x3r0distortion on twitter and that's it we'll do it again soon until next time guys